the One Corner at a Time podcast. I am the host, Zachary Lathan Williams. I want to begin this episode by saying rest in peace to George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and all of the other individuals whose videos we may have not seen. Today's episode is a conversation with the founder of Queen Care Social Club, my sister, Akila. It is a true blessing to hear her thoughts. And I'm very excited to share with you all. So with no further ado, I present Akila. Akila. Oh yeah. Akila DeBoer. What is this? DeBoer. DeBoer. <laughs> Akila, welcome to the One Corner at a Time podcast. Thank you for having me again. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You say it again, and people don't know that this is like our third time. Oh. <laughs> Recording the podcast because technical difficulties and things like that. But listen, man, this time we're gonna be a okay. I mean, I was on season one. That one went all the way through. Like that's a fact. That went all the way through. So, but now you are the one getting interviewed, and I'm very excited. Once again, (laughs) I'm excited too. (laughs) You know? Oh man. Okay. Wow. You were kind of right. No, right. you, I mean, you're right, but it's, okay, I've sat down with you in front of these mics like this, yeah. like, five times. Yeah. But for it to finally make it with me just on this end, that, okay, that's God willing it makes right. it. You know what I'm saying? God <laughs> willing it's going to make it. <laughs> I want to ask you a question. Okay, of course you do. What informs, right now, what informs um, your thinking in a mental capacity, spiritual, what's informing your thinking right now? Uh, oh, I, I, I like to try. I, I really appreciate precision of language. So if I kind of take my time a little more. Sure, do your thing. But, okay, what's informing me? Liter- okay, you asked me what inspired me once before, and it's yes. kind of the same thing. What inspires me is kind of what informs me. Mm-hmm. Whether it inspires me to be, well, it always kind of inspired me to be great, but inspired me to be better or just to kind of keep doing what I'm doing. So some negative can happen or I can peep something negative, whether that's online, um, in the book I'm reading, and something I'm researching, often say in my studies, right? <laughs> in I'm my studies. In my studies. Absolutely. Because I get real intentional with, with a little bit of everything that I do, especially when I'm interacting with people or listening to people. I learn a lot through listening just just to people, mm-hmm. their experiences. And you speak in my body, mind, and spirit. So your experiences and spirit, even your experiences with your emotions. Mm-hmm. If you share your vulnerability with me, I'm learning from you in mm-hmm. that moment. Even the... Uh, even learning more about courage. Mm. Courage is really big to me because it doesn't X out fear. You have to, you, you're you doing whatever you need to do while it's still present. Mm. That's why courage is so important. It's kind of like balance in itself. Mm. So when I peep courage, when I'm talking to people, that that is where I get a lot of my thinking from, just interacting with people. Yeah. Even if it's just kind of like one way. I watch a lot of interviews of uh, people. I watch a lot of interviews of, like, people on drugs. There's a guy who can, who does this whole series on YouTube. He interviews people on Skid Row, like, mm. and they just tell their stories, and it is the most amazing things I hear. Really? I get so inspired, like, listening to some of the stuff these people have gone through, even their mind mentality for the drugs. 
like how hard they go to get it mm-hmm. and to understand why they even doing it. Like I can't control it. It is a sickness. One guy said he actually rather be dead than to be dope sick. And now he had family and support. He was super normal. He just regular dude. He was 31, like tangible guy. Yeah. I got a, a supportive family, all that. They ain't gave, giving up on me, nothing. But I just, I need this to literally survive. So I'll do anything, well, almost anything. He said he made it clear that he wouldn't do anything because... Mm-hmm. He was like a real nigga or something. But, like, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like to have that kind of drive for something, for for this high that you chasing. Mm-hmm. I like seeing what that looks like on both ends mm-hmm. and seeing what people did to why they chased that high. Right. And to see kind of how I can apply that to my own because my number one message in all that I find and all of my studies it's to just find your own way. Mm. I love watching people find their own way. Mm. And that's that's the biggest thing, seeing just how that works in different ways, different lives, different aspects of life. I just grab it all from just listening. Now, right, right. So you said apply it to my own, and I uh, presume that is uh, to your uh, psycho-emotional coaching <laughs> right look at you look at you <laughs> now tell me how what is what is the the origins of that um become the psycho emotional coach the origins yeah. of it <sighs> well there isn't like a plain like path for it or you need to do this 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 or not and honestly it's it's I won't say that it's a term that I'm gonna say it's a term I coined just for myself. Mm-hmm. Psycho emotional is is a thing. It is something that you can study. It's understanding the emotions in the brain and the way it works psychologically. Right. Uh, but to be a coach in that, and everything that I found, and while I was um, earning my bachelor's degree in psychology, well, let me write that down. Let me just break that down. Go ahead, do your thing. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I studied psychology for five and a half years, uh, interned as a psychology student as well. Creative arts for four, business and management for two, and wellness, philosophy, uh, and mindfulness for a year and a half. Mm. Put all those together and left with an integrated studies degree. Mm. I'm currently pursuing uh, my life coach certification. And in the meantime, I worked as a psychotherapist since leaving school. So putting all that together uh, and in my own experiences, seeing what's needed in my community, especially among black women, Mm -hmm. uh, I coined the term psycho-emotional coach because it's a little more than life coaching. Um, And it's again, it's it's about finding your own way. And everybody has to deal with the psycho-emotional, I think. Uh, dealing with that, channeling, channeling that, understanding it, healing, it all goes together. It's, mm-hmm. I feel like it's unavoidable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's how I call it, psycho-emotional coach. Right. Um, it was interesting. Um, before before I came here, I uh, I took a nap. Did you? Yeah. How was that? It was it was really pleasant. It was delightful. That's you good know, shit. That's good shit. If it's if it's two things that uh, 
that that make me think of you is naps and water. <laughs> and you drink as water, I, right? Yeah, <laughs> as I hydrate. Right. So, um, a lot of ideas come to me, and like revelations come to me, and it it makes sense, right? When you quiet, when you still, things come to you. And I think one thing that I that I notice about you, and and, and a few people, but you emphatically is that I believe that you have become to others or you aim to become to others um, what you either have previously needed or what you continue to need. Would you agree with that statement? Yes, I, I do agree with that statement. Now, my question is, because I don't think that is a, a easy a easy thing to do. Let's think about that for a second. So if I need a friend, Mm-hmm. If I need somebody that's going to listen to me and be there for me, and while I don't have it for this period of time, I then decide to be that for somebody else. So I'm interested to know, like, that's why I began with asking what informs your thinking, because I think out of a lot of people I know, you do that the most. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You said that's needed for black women. You emphasize that. Yeah. Right? And in that emphasis... I, I can presume that's that's from firsthand knowledge as a black yeah. woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So the thing is, is like, why, why, why is that the thing that you choose to do? To be there for other people. It won't stop calling me. <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> it just, it won't. It won't leave me alone. It, 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 it won't. People will not stop. Women will not stop attracting themselves to me, mm. trusting me, opening up to me, sharing their vulnerability with me. And it's been happening to me my whole life. And it's always kind of thrown me off where I could be this 13, 14-year-old girl and this 25-year-old woman is filling her heart out to me and asking about advice mm. for a relationship. And I'm just like, well, you know. I learned a lot through listening, like, and I, I feel I'm very empathic. So I, I feel I don't have to go through exactly what you went through mm. to feel it. Unfortunately, <laughs> I likely have gone through some type of variation of that because how how I got here to say that confidently that women trust me and open up to me and that it won't stop calling me. So I'm answering it is because like you said, I had to go through it myself. I had to answer the call myself. I had to support myself when I couldn't see my way. I had to decide to fucking cry it out and then get the fuck up myself. Mm -hmm. I had to get up and scribble good morning, beautiful all over my wall. So I can get up and say that shit every day. To myself. Absolutely. I had to write out 31 affirmations of what the fuck I am and who I'm going to be <laughs> and scribble it on the wall every single day myself. I had to live it. I had to learn it. I had to execute it. I had to do it myself. Yeah. Everybody on the outskirts, support is great. It's not always there, but when it is, it's phenomenal. And I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful. I pray and bless my supports every day. Y'all are our just pillars to my strength and to my soul. And I love y'all so much. Yeah. But any hoozy woozies, sometimes you're on <laughs> your own. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you're just on your own. Yeah. And you're going to have to decide what the fuck you're going to do with that. Mm. Because in those darkest moments, 
those moments that you're hiding from everybody else. Don't yeah. nobody got to live that shit but you. Yeah. When you having suicidal ideation and then suicidal thoughts and you start making plans and all kinds, just all kinds of negative self-talk is just overcoming your mind mm-hmm. all day throughout. You too busy judging yourself to communicate with anybody to get some help. Mm. It, it's so, so what? You're on your own yeah. in the dark. What are you going to do? I had to ask myself that. And, and it's because I knew that Nobody around me understood, and everybody too, everybody who probably will was too far away mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. So I had to do it. Absolutely. I, I had to do it. And because the golden rule, I know uh, we teach every kid this, but somehow it just fades and we just tend not to follow it as we get older. <laughs> Treat people yeah. how you want to be treated. Absolutely. I live by that. Absolutely live by. Absolutely. No, that's a very that's a very proactive thing to do. Um now I do want to ask you a question, right? Of course. Um, because I like to get into the nitty-gritty of things, you know. <laughs> and you wanna, you know, you wanna point out everything, right? So I think I know from experience, like the there are pitfalls mm-hmm. of that approach. And I think it's an approach that you and I both share. Um when I was going through the most and when I was kind of working my way through it and after the initial stuff was over, um, it would be times when I would need somebody to listen to me and be there for me. And I would call somebody and be there for them. And at the end of the conversation, I wouldn't even get my stuff out, but I would feel good. But then what tends to happen, I would feel better, right? I helped somebody. But what tends to happen then is... Um, and shout out to OG, right? Like, he, you know, you're a pitcher and everybody else is Cubs. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. who, who's going to refill the pitcher? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then it seems that at times you have to become selfish. You know what I'm saying? And kind of kind of curtail that, that, that approach in a way for self-preservation. But, but, but okay, yeah, you're right. Not to say but. But precision of language, mm. selfful. To be selfful and selfish are two different things. Mm-hmm. They're both to be full of self, but to be selfful, to be full of self-awareness, mm. uh, self-love, self-acceptance, self-forgiveness, uh, self-care. To be full of all these things and self, that puts that golden rule into perspective. Treat people how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. I want to treat it with kindness, respect, accountability, shit that's going to aid my wellness. Mm-hmm. That include uncomfortable conversations. I'm just bold enough and courageous enough to fucking have them. Mm-hmm. It happens. I, and, and I don't, I think sometimes it gets a little misconstrued uh, with sometimes some of the stuff that I say. I don't say it blanketly. I'm not blaming you, of course. But... Uh, it's all in perspective. It's all in balance. You can't, like, really have one without the other. How can you be well without taking care of yourself? How can you be well without taking care of the people close to you, without taking care of the people who are attached to you, who you are also responsible for Mm -hmm. in one way or another? Like, you're not my child, but you are my brother and my best friend. Mm -hmm. I will fuck my own karma up being disrespectful to you, mm-hmm. being disrespectful to anybody who you care about, 
stab you in your back in any kind of way. It's my responsibility to take care of that shit, mm. to hold that down. My loyalty is to myself, it's to my word first. Mm. I break that by trying to break you. Come on, bro. Mm. No. Is it, it to to if I'm taking care of myself, I'm being selfful and doing what the fuck make me feel good and right and at peace. Mm. I don't have time to be shaking up your shit. Mm. I don't have time for that. And I also don't have time to let you shake up mine. Mm. The fuck? I got to be well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I got to treat people how I want to be treated. And that how I want to be treated, I got to treat me like that first. I'm people as well. <laughs> I didn't say others. I said people. Mm. Treat people how you want to be treated. And if I'm being an asshole, absolute terrible person, you got every right to not have me in your space. Mm. And I actually don't deserve to be there. Mm. You can't really, you know what I'm saying? There's, in, in that sense, there are no pitfalls. Mm. But to think that you can have this perspective and like be excluded from suffering or emotional hardship, that is a pitfall. Mm. You're setting yourself up for that one. That's part of the human experience. Mm. That's a part of love. That's a part of life. That's a part of growing. You got to have that shit. It's just the psycho-emotional part. How to deal with that. How to channel it. Mm. How to be able to have breakdowns and, and still maintain everything else. Or how how you can struggle in a moment and the next is sincere when you're not. Mm. You know, it's, it's, if, if that makes sense. No, no, it, it definitely does. It definitely does. I, I like the perspective. I love it. I love it. I love how you um, articulate it. I do think that uh, for me, for me personally, where you've gotten to and how you just explained that, for me, it took the pitfalls to get to that conclusion. I might not articulate it like you, um, but but I, I see it in a similar way. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, I want to ask you a question. When uh, when you and uh, moms and grandma, when y'all starting to I digress by? <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I really, oh my God. We re- we should start this um, probably this fall. My mom is moving back here in August. Mm-hmm. And I, that would just be great because we can go all day. I'm trying to tell you. We can go all day. I almost said I digress like four times in this conversation because I know I was going off somewhere. Get no, off into my no, bullet points. bro. No, bro. You're very clear. Oh, you're very thank clear. you. You're very clear. Boy, I, I, be, I be trying, boy. Very clear, bro. Very clear. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't speak shit in a straight line. <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, is, you know, we... We're writers, even though you haven't wrote your book yet. You know, I'm going to stay on your ass about that. Um, we're writers. How you know this book ain't written yet? You see all these journals in here. Well, we know we got to put them together. I, I mean, bro, then, you know, you could what, what, what was your next question? <laughs> what you over here looking at my notebook for? Stay over I there, can't. black woman. Stay over there. Let me, this this me. Stay on your side. You so I respect saying? your space. I, I promise you, I did not read what was, what was okay. happening there. Okay, but well, I really wrote that down. What's up with the I Digress podcast? I wrote that down. <laughs> I, I thought about that as I was preparing. You know, oh, preparing, yeah. Preparing. Yeah. The McHatton women. Ugh, that, that has to be, that's, I, okay. The McHatton girls or women are only those who came from my dad. Mm-hmm. The rest of them are are, are bankheads and, and whatnots. Mm-hmm. 
So, okay, what is the complete count of brothers and sisters? Seven. Seven. That I know of. That you know of. Yeah. And grew up in the house with you. You had a, a Leah. Leah, Shafana, AJ. Okay. So it was the four of us in the house. How was that like? It was it was colorful. Colorful. That's a that's a good word. <laughs> it was colorful. Uh, my sisters and I, we, my siblings, we we I don't we we are something else. We we, mm-hmm. are, just, <laughs> we are something else. And if you get us in a room together, it's 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 an undeniable party. It's almost like being in the same room with with like three different versions of the same person. <laughs> It's hilarious. It's hilarious. You're going to hear so many SpongeBob, Family Guy, Matilda references. Like, it's it's a little ridiculous. A lot of random dancing, too. Oh, I saw that. Um, was that um, Erica Badu and Jill Scott? Yeah. You know, when I was on um, FaceTime, excuse me, Messenger with you because you, you ain't got no iPhone. That's okay. My um, droid gets, gets it done. Mm-hmm. Trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you right now, boy. Yeah, I was having a gangster party over there for sure. When did indubitably right become now. your favorite word? Man, indubitably. I, I stumbled upon that word watching a movie. I love movies. Mm. I was watching... Um, I watched an Adam Sandler movie. He's one of the funniest white men on the planet. Yeah. Uh, what was I watching? Just go with it. Okay. I, I, I think that's where I got that from. Yeah, pretty, I think I just I got it from an Adam Sandler movie. I love movies a lot. People treat honesty and loyalty interchangeably. Boy. Way too often. <laughs> honesty shouldn't have to be earned or exercised out of consenting adults. Would you expound on that? <laughs> Okay, uh, can you read the first part again? People treat honesty and loyalty interchangeably. Yes. Way too often. Yes. Um, man, uh, I, I, I've experienced this firsthand um, in my own companionships and partnerships. And I hear a lot about it, like, with other women. And it's the situationship thing. It's really big in Milwaukee. A lot of people do it all over the place. But the situationship thing when people are in, like, this limbo space of dating, uh, especially when it's, like, multiple people or whatever, or or not. But people get into this space where as soon as some type of romance or some type of interest like that is involved, they take um, loyalty and honesty. Like, they're interchangeable. Meaning, Mm. like... Um, like my loyalty means to be in a committed relationship. And I, if I'm not in that, I don't need to be honest. I don't need to be honest with you if I'm not fully committed to you. If we're not exclusive, hmm. this time, I don't need to be honest with you. Hmm. People do that all the time. And they don't. And when I mean, oh, my God. And I mean, honesty on so many levels. Honesty with um your feelings. Literally, if you feel some type of way about something, like don't just. No, it's good. But then you go make decisions based off of those feelings that now impact the relationship. Mm-hmm. Drama. But why? Just be honest. Right. Just just be honest. And you give people the opportunity to make um, decisions in full disclosure, whether or not they want to participate right. in whatever relationship or partnership with you. Uh, but people treat it like it's interchangeable. Like, I don't owe you honesty because we aren't some type of something mm. and it's 
it's not a it's not a owing. It's not something I need to, to earn. It's if I was the person working at, I don't know, if I was delivering pizza mm-hmm. and I asked you what gas station you went to when you grabbed that lighter. You gonna tell me the honest one, but niggas will really come home and lie about what gas station they went to. Like, you know, just just the most dumbest shit. Like, like, but but people do that um throughout and it just it just causes so much drama, such a rift in um so many lives. People really try to downplay emotions where they are so fucking important. And I don't know, people act like anger isn't an emotion. Or irritation, or frustration, or or any of those things that don't look I don't know cute or like they can be coddled. Right. Like you're only allowed to have the emotions that can't be fixed or helped with a hug or some shit, and, and that's not true. Mm. All of them are important. All of them are manageable. None of them are bad. I digress. <laughs> I digress. What's the second part of that sentence? <laughs> Honesty shouldn't have to be earned or exercised out of consenting as a, a consenting adult. Exactly. I did not uh, force you to approach me or talk to me or interact with me or meet me human to human when literally that's all we're doing, just meeting human to human. When we first meet people, I don't know, it's just so much just extra crap <laughs> just thrown on stuff and it it just confuses right everybody involved it just causes a rift in drama and trauma and everything else in between because i just noticed that all of it is connected mm-hmm. all of it mm-hmm. is connected but i digress you you said something to me that stuck with me um i believe maybe like a week or two ago i told you um when you said that essentially any any level up that a person goes through um essentially it's predicated on emotional growth and that, and that really stuck with me and i want i'm going to digress real quick i i'm going <laughs> to announce it before i digress right um one thing I share so many things about our our friendship. Um, one thing that stands out the most, and I look for it in all of my relationships, romantic, uh, platonic, or otherwise, um, a person that has the ability to hold a mirror up to you, even when you don't know it. You know? Like, sure. I don't think you know that stuff that you say to me that you're going through, that you're, you know, working out, uh, it's a mirror for me as well, you know. And I think it was, I think it was Baldwin that said a life that uh, doesn't go through self-examination isn't isn't worth living, you know. Um, oh, that's so dope. That's so deep. A ball. Listen, Baldwin and Morrison. We gonna we gonna talk about them later. They're my favorite writers. People don't even know how how dope that is. Say it again. Say it again. Um, not damn, not. Cause I was moving. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm, I'm a writer now. You no, know, no, what I'm I saying? got caught you, up. You right? know that how was, my mind, that was, that was you know nice. my mind work. Um, but but getting back to the the emotional, uh, e- emotional level level ups. That that's what I wanna I wanna frame it as. Um, what 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 brought you to what brought you to that to that revelation? Oh, um. 
You know, sometimes I I just be living. I just be living. When I I the quote that you just said, Mm -hmm. I don't remember the whole thing. But it's (laughs) there's a there's a beauty, a a life without exact self-examination isn't worth living. Dude, listen. And I'm paraphrasing a bit, but yeah. I feel you. I I love that shit. I I really um push looking at the self doing things for the self, things stemming from the self, because even in evaluating your behaviors and how you interact with people, because it 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 sets you up to live a happier life. Mm. It it literally sets you up to live a happier life. Imagine those those smaller pitfalls that we get into, those power struggles and, and well, dang, they ain't have to say it like that. Those things that you think about later on, interactions with people and all that other stuff. Like, imagine if you were prepared for 90% of those. Mm. Imagine if you could see before or you could see a person just full. Like you can see a, 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 a situation from every angle and experience in the moment. Mm. That's what you can get to when you learn the self mm. because you know you from every angle. I know for a fact, just because I went through this this morning and I got into it with my partner for doing that thing that he know I cannot stand. And now I'm talking to you and you said the same thing that he said that triggered me, but you ain't know nothing about it. Now I feel away. So now my tone is like this and you already, you know, imagine all of that just, just happening in an instant and you can just hold your ground. Mm. And then this, mm, I totally understand what's going on here. Cause I get me. I understand me. I understand that I can be so direct when I'm talking to a person that I can come off as glib. <laughs> I can come off as completely insincere because I'm just so direct in what I'm saying to you. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I understand already if a person is under some type of emotional distress, especially if I am, if I am the trigger, if I am the point of frustration, mm. even if I didn't try to be, not to get out the jam. Because <laughs> although I have all these great intentions or whatever, you know, trying to make a situation better, my direct support is glib to a motherfucker seeing red. Like, that, that, or even to a person seeing yellow. Like, girl, <laughs> nobody want to hear that. Like, dude, like if I knocked your food on the floor, oh, would you like me to pick it up? I'll get on my hands and knees and pick it up. I promise you. It's like, bro, it's, you know, like, you know. So I, I, I get that can happen. So I'm aware of it of myself mm. and my own communication, how I can be perceived to people in spite of my intentions. Mm. So 90% of those kind of pitfalls I used to fall into, I can handle them ahead of time. Yeah. Of course, kind of what's going on. Also helps me with my anxiety. Absolutely. I, I like that. If I could add to it, you know, and I, and I think that's being prepared for 90% of things, um, you know, it's like, it's being proactive, right? Like, yeah. you know, knowing yourself. And um, I know for me, like a while ago, I made the choice that I want to live peacefully and honorably, right? So everything, yeah. everything is is filtered through that, you know? And I try for, for my relationship with my girlfriend, my kids, my parents, my, you, brothers, all of them. It, 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 it goes through. That's like my personal... Mission statement. You get what I'm saying? Um, I was uh, doing some research. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> in your studies. In my studies. In my studies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In my studies. In your studies. Um, and I was thinking about like the 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 phases of a person, you know. And I was thinking back to some of my phases, you know. <laughs> um, but I came across something. You was uh, you had the fro. Mm-hmm. No socks on. <laughs> and you was on stage. Uh, what? Singing Tyrone. You was performing Tyrone. Oh, you was really digging through my Facebook, bro. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's like four years old. It brought me such joy to see that. Yeah. Think about that, though. Think about that specific day, if you will. Yeah. What are your What are your thoughts? What do you What do you say to that? What did I say to that? To that day? To that person? Oh shit! Whoo! I love her. Rest in peace. I love mm. her so much though. Like she, she, she laid down her life, the end of her journey, so that I can rise, so I can mm. surge, and be the shit at twenty seven. Like mm. I, I used to knock my old self. I used to. Really, I used to just really knock myself because I just believed to to be new was to be better. Mm-hmm. Always meant to be new was to be better. But that's not true. I think back at my old self and some of the choices that I made, and usually we, I focus on the negative. I mean, most times if you could ask somebody like, tell me what you think about love, a lot of people are going to say something sad. Mm-hmm. They, they, they will say how eventually how love hurts and how it was the study. I remember that. that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, people tend to think about it the other way around. Mm-hmm. But when I go back and think about her, um, she survived every single one of her worst days. Mm. Every single last one of them. All the prayers she prayed for me. Every affirmation she said out loud. <laughs> like, it, it, all of it. Every book she read, every every piece of knowledge that she gained, I get to carry it with me. Mm-hmm. She did that for me. It's certain certain hurt I don't got to carry at 27. Because I carried it at 23. She carried it for me. She made the decision to heal, so I ain't got to carry it at 27. I was, <laughs> yeah. I was a shit on that stage. Let me tell you. <laughs> Barefoot and all, let me tell you. Like, she, she, she had her struggles just like I have mine. Uh-huh. Um, but she was an overcomer. Yeah, a straight up overcomer. She refused to be boxed in or left behind. Any of that, mm-hmm. she wouldn't let nobody tell her who she was gonna be. Mm-hmm. Nobody. As much as she tried to fall in line and just try to be compliant with certain things. So, so because I thought, she thought being more compliant would make her life easier. Mm-hmm. Made it a lot harder. Made it a lot harder. A lot harder. Right. Because I, I choose, I'd rather, I'd rather listen to wisdom. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I peep the choices I made. They mean something. So, but, um, but Yeah. Is oh, there a writer? Is there because right away you said rest in peace to her, and that just kind of 
stuck with me for a second. Is there is there a specific reason? I think I more or less I more or less see it as phases. I think there's a distinction with yours. It seemed like, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it's like you see it as like a separate self in a way. Am I? Am I? Not so. Uh, how do I? It's like almost like shedding the skin. Shedding the skin. Like mm. that. Like shedding the skin, but. To, to say rest in peace and to make references to, like, burial is, like, an honor. Mm. Like, giving back. Like, thank you mm. for everything. You mm. can rest now. Wow. You did it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you did it. Yeah. Now it's it's my turn. You know? Old ways of thinking, old behavior patterns, old beliefs, old truths of my being. Mm. They just don't fit no more. Right. Yeah, so, you know, rest in peace. Really. Wow. I know uh, music is a big thing for you. Tante. Almost as big as water. Right about as big as water. 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 <laughs> as big as water. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a song that comes to mind, and I don't know if I ever heard you play this or reference it, but Cranes in the Sky. Salons, right? Um, I bring that up because I was reading uh, Toni Morrison's uh, nonfiction essays, and um, I'm going. I'm going to read uh, what she said. She was talking about the uh, the necessity to develop a specific black feminist model of critical inquiry. Um, what she said was she she thinks that there is more danger in it than fruit because any model of criticism or evaluation that excludes males from it is as hampered as any model of criticism of black literature that excludes women from it. And follow me. So I thought about that song and how that kind of helped me. Like the what she was saying that like that wasn't. Yeah. Just for women, right? Um, so I'm sitting across from you and I'm hearing the things you say and I know, you know, Queen Care Social Club and things like that. And what it brings me to is that and, and I understand being being targeted in your focus, right? Um, but also be aware, bro, like you help me every day. Yeah. Right? So as much as you help black women, you helping black men as well. And I think that's very necessary, right? Like mm-hmm. that you when I when I speak, when I write, like it's 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 for black people, yeah. right? In general. Um and, and I think that's the one of the most powerful things about you is like the your reach. Oh, thank you. Your reach, right? Um, so, so with that, with that being said, I know, I know how you are, right? Like you, you live, you hear things, you have these conversations and it informs you. I know it's pretty quick, but with what I just said, how does that, how does that inform you going forward? Oh, it, um, it's, uh, like a confirmation in a way, or, a sweet affirmation mm. because 
for one, even to speak to that quote, that's very real. And although we are Queen Care Social Club and targeted and, and privileged black women like a motherfucker, mm-hmm. um, the, the divine femininity and divine masculinity is for every body. Right. Literally, body is for everybody. I don't care what whatever it's shaped like or what you call it or what it looks like. It's for every body. There are things you you couldn't be you without a feminine touch, without the touch of your mother. Mm-hmm. Or like how you talk about like my influence over your life and the good things. Like that's divine femininity. You have to have both. Black women are so beat the fuck up that it's lacking. We have to be so strong all the time that we don't get to be feminine. Mm. And and I know it's a lot of talk about black women being real rah-rah sister girl neck roll, but <laughs> that is how we survive. Mm. That is how we have survived. That's how we have stuck together and advocated for ourselves when slave masters beat and rape our men. Mm. They got to walk around with that. We got to carry that too. You come home. We take, you know, can you imagine? Mm -hmm. Like, and then you get separated. And because, and now you got to work hard with your hands. You ever seen a black woman cook with just her hands? (laughs) Like the, the shit is, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's so much that black women have to bear. It's like they don't have time to be feminine. All we see is the self-care shit. And it's stop at bubble baths and all that and wine. And but that's that's basic. Mm-hmm. Queen care. That's a royal level of doing this shit. That's why psycho-emotional coaching is needed. Right. Because you can be emotional. You can have that stuff mm-hmm. that you you're supposed to. To neglect it is is it's it's self-sabotage. Right. Um, I love what you said. Um, and I'm gonna add, what, what I'm going to say, to be clear, I'm not accusing you of this at all, but I do see that with with some women when it comes to self-care, it is like, um, it, it's almost to spite a man. You know what I'm saying? It's like coming off of a breakup, coming off of male hurt, whether it's from a boyfriend or a father or something like that. Okay, now it's self-care in spite of you. And I don't think that's true self-care if it's in spite of anybody. I, I don't think it's really in spite. I think it's more like, uh, I think it's an attempt at healing, but mm-hmm. it's in it's it's a like a faint attempt because mm-hmm. you don't really know how to do it. Right. Or you only know that's what you need to mm-hmm. do is to actually heal. Um, man. Because what I'm getting at, sis, is like, I don't... It, it, black women have you to You say like self-care is triggered by something, like it has to be triggered. Not like it has to be triggered, but it's often triggered by Not, e- not even the trigger. I'm saying like, you know, there's going to be something that happens that allows for a paradigm shift and you say, okay, I need to care for myself, right? I need to reevaluate some things or whatever like that. 
that's fine. But now in continuing in that, if the entire time it's like, yeah. oh, this nigga, woo, 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 or, you understand what I'm yeah. saying? Then I, I don't, that's not, that yeah. you can't achieve what you set out to in self-care like that. Mm-hmm. And what I'm getting at overall and harkening back to what Toni Morrison said, and I know she was talking about writing, but I believe it definitely extends to more than that, right? Like, it, it has to be a coalition and, it, and it's a concerted effort and it, and it shouldn't exclude either sex, you know what I'm saying? Because we all, black men, black women, we all have mm-hmm. things that we need to heal from. And if we try to heal from it, spiting the other sex yeah. or something like that, like, you know what I'm saying? Which brings me back to the self. It is about the self. It, every, it has to be for you. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked me, one of my friends from college asked me the other day like about confidence. She said, I need your confidence. And I'm, I'm like, you have your own. You don't need my confidence, but I'll tell you how to build your own. Mm-hmm. And the way I built my confidence was by making one subtle decision at a time. Just one. Just in spite of what anybody thought about it. When I'm clear, trusting my clarity and just going forward. And allowing myself to feel not judging myself, being gentle with myself. Mm. Like if I'm stumbling, if I'm hurting, if I'm struggling, okay. Yeah. I'm be gentle with myself as I get through that. Cause and it's something you said earlier about um how you could be going through something, find yourself on the phone and help the next person through it, or find or you know, feel better. And um when I have that, it's oftentimes because I'm set up from a different perspective. And now I can speak. Because mm. I'm just looking at it just from my angle. Oh, I don't have nothing to say because I'm the victim. All I see is, or not even so much just to say victim, like as if you can't, you know, experience something in another life like that. But but yeah, when I have to step out of that and see it from a different perspective, because all I can, if, if I, I get blinded by my situation, clouded. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at chores and all I I can see light right away. I can see the balance right away. I can see the whole picture right away. Then in that conversation, like when I grab from people, I'll find mine too. I can start to part my clouds and get clear too. But Absolutely. one clear decision at a time, in spite of what anybody thought about it, watch that shit work out for me. Boom, confidence. That's called self-efficacy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Build it. <laughs> it's really, it's it's really simple, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Uncontrolled jealousy mm-hmm. leads to self sabotage. Mm-hmm. I know you think you're supposed to always be your biggest competition, but in reality, there are times when you need to be your biggest support. Be gentle with yourself. Oh, I'm consistent. I love your status. And Mm -hmm. let me make it clear when I just read something like that, it is Akilah's status, right? And, and, you know, real quick, mm -hmm. I'm I'm waiting to read the book, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, Fun fact I oftentimes make those statuses when I'm feeling the worst. Mm. When I'm going through that exact thing, I refuse to, uh, I don't like drama. But I I have to express myself and be real about what the fuck I'm feeling and what I think. So especially if I know other people are dealing with it or, you know, whatever the case may be. So, yeah. Um, like what I said about my old self, 
about how I celebrated her and how she rests in peace. That's kind of what that's about, about being your greatest support. Right. Because it's enough people to point at me and tell me I ain't shit or that I'm too fat or that I cuss too much or <laughs> that, you know, whatever the fuck else people can complain about. My feet too flat. So the <laughs> fuck what? <laughs> you ain't got to walk on them. Hell, it's me. These great flat ass feet. Don't do me. Right. I'll slap the shit out of you with these flat feet. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I digress, goddamn. I digress. You need to be gentle with yourself, man. Like, I, I can't take the last time beating myself up. Help me get through something. Mm. Ever. Like, ever. So, why not? I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to be nice. Fuck. And it's, this is, I'm, I'm saying a lot of things, but I'm not giving a lot of, like, um, real life examples of what this kind of looks like. Because sometimes I could just sound like a super overly positive motherfucker. And that is just not me. <laughs> I am not overly positive. I am just, I'm just clear. And I trust myself and I see the beauty in my life and the beauty in the people around me. I just choose to see it mm-hmm. while all that other shit is going on at the same time. I choose to see it. It's, it's not that um, it's just so easy because I take my time. I take my time real slow. I sit on drive to this day. But so the fuck what? <laughs> I'm being a life coach by the end of the month. So the fuck what? <laughs> you know take your time handle yourself um man be true to your journey i'm just true to my journey and it just it unfolds Mm. it's just unfolding so now now we're here but that that happened in, in me trusting myself taking the time to build confidence i'm hearing a lot of compliments and like hoopla right now and like woo woo okay queen but listen when i was 19 i'm 27 now Mm -hmm. i was 19 i put on carl thomas and summer rain now i get naked and i dance around my dorm room summer rain (laughs) (laughs) look at them back rows Look at my curls, I'm fine. Like I had to get naked and dance and journal and pray and 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 really, really, really work to believe the truth about me, mm-hmm. even when everything else said otherwise. Especially when you got these relationships because you start to think about what is wrong with me. Mm-hmm. I didn't do nothing wrong. Why am I the person that's always getting hurt? Mm-hmm. I'm all the person with a broken heart. You start thinking about, well, what the fuck is wrong with me? Right. And I had to realize, wasn't nothing wrong with me. Huh. <laughs> what shit wrong with me? <laughs> Something wrong with you motherfuckers. How many of you motherfuckers biting hands and feeding you? You niggas is crazy. And you know what the fuck made me crazy? Choosing to participate in that shit after I saw you munching on my goddamn hand. I'm done with that shit. That is being subtle. That is evolution. That is fucking growing. I don't have to hate nobody to move the fuck on or to heal or to be happy like all the fucking way. That don't gotta be a secret. What are you talking about? I'm going to heal. I don't need your permission to do that shit. And sometimes, you know, it's gonna come on hard like that, 
but my raw emotions are for me. I've learned that about myself too. Uh, and, and just let me be clear what I'm saying about black women and, and not having a chance to be feminine. I'm not saying that we aren't feminine or we can't be soft or any of that. I'm saying that we've been put in positions where we just had to be hard, mm-hmm. where you had to get it done. If, if you wasn't going to do it, it ain't going to be done. Especially when you got little humans depending on you and shit. It just is what it is. So with that being how you have to kind of model like your life, shit, most of the time you really get to be feminine is when you having sex. Like, Mm-hmm. Things can get really misconstrued and disconnected. Right. Especially you bring in all the stuff from childhood trauma and everything else. All of that has to be unpacked. Mm-hmm. All of it has to be unpacked. And I'm just here to help women unpack that shit. I love I love what you said. And um, you know, when you when you say twerk, you yeah. gotta be aware. And you and you and you say whore. Like, yeah, I, I heard you that. put it, yeah, whore. Yeah. Um, no, I love what you said, man. And um, I, I'm thinking about, you know, I'm thinking about, like, like my relationship and, like, the beauty in it. And I see, when I when I spoke about, like, that coalition, that, that collective effort, like, I see that in my relationship on a small scale. And... The thing is, is that the emotional strides that I'm making now, the the mental, spiritual, whatever like that, like that's that's not that's not happening without her. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and and vice versa. And that's why and, and I'm taking a personal example and now espousing that if that can take place on a bigger level, you know what I'm saying? When we're talking about self-care, um, if we are self-caring together. I'm trying to tell you. You know what I'm saying? Because when you talk about like that women not being allowed to be be feminine at, at certain times, you know, I think of myself as a man and that inner frustration that I have experienced, you know what I'm saying? And it being suppressed, you know, so I can look like the big, yeah. you know, good provider and everything yeah. like that in front of my family. Um, and it's like, we we all need to be allowed weak moments. You know what I'm saying? We we, we need that, that, like even in our friendship, right? Mm-hmm. In, in this brother and sisterhood that we got, you have room. Yeah. I have room. Mm-hmm. And in that room, like, there's no judgment there. You understand what I'm saying? And in that, I am comfortable being vulnerable, right? So with that, now when I get into a relationship, I can I can do it there too. You understand what I'm saying? And, and, and really, that starts like with my moms and pops. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They gave me that room, yeah. so now I can. I'm comfortable doing that in different mm-hmm. arenas, so to speak, right? And it's and it's building that confidence in who I am, right? Um, and there are men and women that have been black men and women, and in general, that have been uh, denied that. You know, and that's yeah. something that we need to definitely heal from, right? Oh yeah. You gonna get me started on pathology? 
Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, pathology. That 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 thing, it's like it's in your blood. Mm. It is in your blood. You will make you Oh my god, I'm so much like my parents in ways that I don't desire to be. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, but it's cool. You know, I don't knock it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just manage that shit. You know what I'm talking about? Hey, uh, my, my, my dad, my dad, he stuttered a little bit. <laughs> and my granddad, listen, let me, let me tell you something about my granddad. I love my granddad. <laughs> I think the last podcast I did with you, I was talking about my granddad, right? Mm-hmm. My granddad. Listen, he going to take his time. He going to stutter, but it sounds so cool when they stutter. And the only words that he going to speak with just fluency, they just going to come out perfectly, is cuss words. <laughs> like, he, he, I'm telling you, I done sat across from this man. He's like, Zach, let me tell you something, man. This, you know, and I said, motherfucker, I, like, whoa. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Motherfucker, I'll take you out this world and I, listen, I'll make another one like, hey, granny, you a little too old for that now. You know what I'm saying? I don't think you make another one like it no more. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you. So, (laughs) hey, so dig, so my dad be stuttering Mm -hmm. when he get excited. Mm -hmm. I stutter when I get excited. You know what I'm saying? And as you, that's, you know, obviously a different example. Um, but but I notice I notice things that that my dad do and my mom do and it's some things that are beautiful that I that I want to keep mm-hmm. and it's other things like my mom she she can ruminate she ruminates uh, I'm a good ruminator she ruminates yeah. and I, my mom <laughs> my mom be treating me like uh, I'm her journal <laughs> you know what I'm saying like you know I, I know her to do list you know what I'm saying <laughs> and, and all that and listen I love it all you feel what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. She called me, and it's times when she could have texted that, but I, I'm going to listen the whole time because, look, it's going to be one day I don't get that call. You know what That's I'm saying? True, yeah. So, I, listen, I'm, I'm going to be grateful for that while I got it, you know? And one thing I carry with me, bro, um, you know, you, 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 you called me the other day, and um, <laughs> I, I told, I told, because Sierra, she, uh, she texted me and I was on the phone with you and I text her back and I'm like, uh, Akila got me about to cry right now. <laughs> <laughs> you, you called me, bro. And it was just the, one of the most beautiful things, bro. I've ever heard. And listen, at the, when we get married at the wedding, bro, when you, when you clink your glass, this thing. I, I'm going to tell everybody, bro, get the tissues out, bro. I need Very four tight. boxes. Cause I'm about, <laughs> I'm about to cry. Um, but what what I cherish and honor about you, bro, is the fact that um bro being like I said, being your brother, that's a that's a charge I gotta keep. Damn. You feel me? That's a charge I gotta keep, bro. Being being Sierra boyfriend, um I said that country is a boyfriend. <laughs> um, you know, being being Elaine and Clarence's son, dog, um being Kalia Camille and Junior, dad, that's a charge that I gotta keep. You feel me? And having a sister like you, but boy, you keep me in line, boy. Do I? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. But I told you, I told you, you know, I, I, I hear your voice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I don't gotta call you for, you know, 
advice or mm-hmm. things. You know, because I, I can hear what you're going to say already. Boy, I go through that too. <laughs> I don't be trying to hear some of that shit. You be creeping up in my mind with it. Oh my God. Era, take 10. I read, um, you know, like I said, I was reading this. My, my auntie, she sent me to Toni Morrison um, nonfiction and she was writing about James Baldwin. And I, mm-hmm. I didn't know, like, they actually, because Toni Morrison was the editor um, for some publishing house that James Baldwin sent, you know, his book into. I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I wrote it down because, like she said, she said uh, of James Baldwin, I never heard a single command from you. Yet the demands you made on me, the challenges, the challenges you issued to me were nevertheless unmistakable, even if unenforced, that I work and think at the top of my form, that I stand on moral ground, but know that ground must be shored up by mercy, that the world is before me and I need not take it or leave it as it was when I came in. And I thought about you. Boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah. I thought about you, boy. That's what I'm saying, man. Where that book at, man? <laughs> Where the book? <laughs> you read that and I thought about you. I love you, what dog. You say. I love you, too, dog. I love you, dog. I'm like, oh, I get it. You know, it's because I look at you and um, <clears throat> I think if you doubt yourself, you 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 goddamn crazy. <laughs> I just think you goddamn crazy. Like, boy, have you met you? <laughs> like, have, you have you looked in the mirror lately? No, nah, bro, this is about you, bro. This podcast is about you, bro. Oh, no. This this podcast is about you. We're gonna we gonna show you love. I'm gonna give you your flowers. I don't need no flowers <laughs> right now, okay? So uh say it after when the podcast is over. No. Talking <laughs> that. <laughs> Text it to me. <laughs> <laughs> get my flowers a little late. Oh man, you send it to me a little later, bro. Um, bro, I wanna get your opinion on something, man. I was mm-hmm. talking to a friend and um I told her um um, you know, I believe in because she was talking about, you know, romantic situation. And I mm-hmm. told her, you know, I believe in being strategic with your communication, but never to suppress yeah. what you feel. I think a lot of times like we will suppress it because we trying to maybe yeah. keep up appearances, keep things smooth or whatever mm-hmm. like that. Like, no, yeah, bro, like, been there. say how you feel. How would you feel about that? Oh, I totally agree with you. I think I, I don't want to digress. Don't you digress? Go, you go do digress. Bro. <laughs> digress. Do your thing. Uh, where that shows, where that showed up for me in my life, um, is I. It's this thing I say always, always, always. It might not ever change as much as I evolve. Uh, I will. I'm willing to do anything as long as you don't compromise, compromise my integrity. My as long as you don't compromise <laughs> my integrity, I'm down. I promise, I'm down. So when you my partner, you know what I'm saying? I'm loving you. I'm, I'm loving you. Loving you, nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm loving you. Loving you. Yeah. Yeah. Shake like a second. Just look around the room. You know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. And if and I'm a, I'm a very passionate person, very passionate, very fiery. So I can be very emotional, too. And you put... <clears throat> very fiery with very emotional and you might have a very big problem (laughs) (laughs) with all the work that I do that I don't create big problems with my feelings with my anger with all with with just me and how I need to handle me Mm. uh I have to be able to adequately 
um, communicate what I feel and to have a safe space to be able to do that because right. that's a major value to me. And at one point in my last relationship, I got to the point where actually, yeah, no, I won't even say my last relationship. This happened in probably every relationship, just the least in the last one. Mm-hmm. Like, you you know how something dwindled down? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. shit has dwindled all the way down to nothing. I'm not doing this shit no more. Anywho, it was, <laughs> <clears throat> I I would put my my emotions, my feelings, my my issues on a back burner. Mm. I would shelve it. I'm not a shelver. I'm not a shelver of shit that moved me emotionally. Um, but I would try to shelve it and just wait until they were ready or or until I just didn't feel it anymore. Mm. Because I've been waiting for, I don't know, us to, for this moment for us to be cool, for me to be assured and, and secure that you actually fucking like me right now. Mm. And I don't want to mess that up now that things are kind of back level. We're not into it. So mm. I just throw them back burner. No, <clears throat> did that enough times where um, it just... I, it just completely began to weigh on me to where, okay, I've been holding these feelings or whatever about the situation or argument or about this behavior that my partners had. I've been harboring it because I can't talk about it with anybody mm. and I'm still waiting to be able to approach him about it. Mm. <clears throat> but he laughing, kicking, ha ha, and having a good old time and doing whatever he want to do while I'm just over here waiting to be seen waiting to be cared about, waiting to be loved, and for that to be expressed because this is a value to me. But I'm waiting on you to value it. Mm. I shouldn't have to wait on you to value something that's valuable to me because I am valuable. You know what I'm talking about? I do. So I found myself waiting so long, and I'm just like, you know what? This is compromising my integrity. Mm. It It is. I'm 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 waiting on you to give a fuck about what has me not okay. Right. And you your behavior is the reason why I'm not okay. Yeah. You're my partner. Fuck all that bullshit. I'm a very resilient, strong woman. Um I can handle my own. I'm very self-sufficient. But you in position of partnership, my nigga. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You don't get in position of partnership if you don't wanna you don't wanna handle that. You, yeah. it's a responsibility that comes with that, an emotional responsibility. Yeah. And when you don't grow with that, you don't take that, you don't nah, you know what I'm saying? This this ain't this ain't what you want. You ain't you ain't trying to pick from my apple tree. No, just because you're self-sufficient don't mean that I should leave you alone to deal exactly. with Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Especially if you uh you're the reason why I'm kinda it, it was it was triggered by your own behavior or like, yeah, no, take responsibility for that. But because that was such a, a value to me um, and it was not being taken that way and I would just wait, that was me compromising my integrity. Mm. So um, going back to the initial thing that you said. Um, oh, strategic. Yeah. 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 And not suppressing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me to be strategic and not suppress, um, let me give an example. If if I know my partner does not do well with like head on confrontation, no matter what my tone is, well, I might set something up where we decide to text about mm-hmm. our problems. Or if I see, I don't know, I just kind of peep, I, I get the energy. You know, I have to read the room. 
type yeah. thing. Like, oh no, this is happening. I'm not waiting on you for it to happen, but I'm I'm waiting until it makes sense mm-hmm. to have this conversation. Um, and and that is what I failed to practice for a while. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I totally agree with that. You can hold on or whatever. Be strategic. And I think that that is, I think strategy is in, um, what's, what's the word? It's a very simple word. We just said it a few minutes ago. Um, to What's the word to be pre-prepared? God damn it. Oh, uh, um, um, Look at proactive. You. Damn, I'm like, well, you better get this word. I, we both can't not have a word. They'll only get two us before. <laughs> hey, get the motherfucking yeah, word, nigga. Yeah, I'm good. You should have uh, shit. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> uh, to be proactive. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it's just to maintain peace. It's just don't just just be just just frivolous and fluid all over the place. <laughs> so uh, yeah, like hey, uh, hold the fuck, hold the fucking phone. <laughs> like, that don't work. That don't work. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, man. Sis, um, dog. I keep cracking my knuckles you close do. to the mic. I'm sorry. It, it's fine. Listen, <laughs> it's your world. It's your world. We live in it, bro. Listen, bro. Um, you're going to do some marvelous things. You already have. Thank you. I know there is... Um, it, it's kind of... It's something I'm experiencing right now, right? Um, I know that I am at least good at what I'm doing as far as writing uh, and podcasts. Con- are concerned um and frustration might seep in when you are talented when you believe you're talented but you might not have the audience that you want yet right like when i um i send my article to you know the family or whatever and my auntie um the first thing she said was like this is this is amazing you need a broader audience (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, we going to a lot of Baldwin and Morrison right now, but they the goats, so why not? Um, Baldwin has a quote where he says, any writer, I suppose, feels that the world into which he was born is nothing less than a conspiracy against the cultivation of his talent. Um, and, and that man's so deep on You see, he the goat, bro. He the goat, bro. He the goat, man. <laughs> Um, and I'm sure that's something that you could kind of share in because with Queen Care Social Club, with um, the modeling, and congrats, bro, you've you been going hard. Oh, Photos thank you, thank dope, you. Bro. My droid gets it done. God right. damn, I had to say that real hey, close. Hey, listen, unless, unless Android <laughs> finna uh come pay me some money for this podcast, we gotta stop plugging them so hard, bro. You understand? <laughs> but listen, um. To, uh, how, how do you feel about you know just the 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 come up you know and the the struggles the resistance that you might face? How are you continuing to get through that and continuing to put out content and maybe not look at the numbers or whatever like that? Like what's getting you through that as a creative? Help me out. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, this this might sound corny, but I don't care. Practicing what the fuck I preach. <laughs> Honestly, that's all I'm doing. That's all I'm trying to do is be about what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Because there are moments where I feel like there is nothing, no evidence you can find whatsoever to prove that I am not great. Mm, talk your shit. 
And then there are times where I don't feel like that at all. I feel like I can come up with a laundry list of things, let alone you from the outside looking in, mm. you know, pointing fingers at me. Um, but I understand that the former and what I just said is the truth of my being. Mm. And it's the truth of my being always, regardless of what's happening around me, within me or without me. Mm. I, I am, therefore I am all the time. And I try to just really keep that in perspective no matter what. No matter what. Like I told, I told my friend the other day, because uh, I was trying to get her t- to say that she was amazing. I got her to say it twice, but I didn't get her a third time. I'm going to get her a third time. For sure. But <laughs> I told her, I'm like, if she was saying it was weird to say, um, well, it's true. Mm. And uh, I'm like, but imagine if you said that every day in the mirror for a year, every single day, no matter what was happening, no matter what, you found a mirror to say, I am amazing. Mm. It's going to be a day where you realize that you can get through anything or that you're amazing in spite of anything. Like that this stuff doesn't dictate who you are. So when I feel stuck or when I start to second guess, sometimes I just, I just throw it out there. Uh-uh. I just throw it out there and just, and just walk away from it. Mm-hmm. Because... It was true when I said it the first time, bro. You know what I'm saying? The picture was cute when I took it. <laughs> I, I, shit, I had all this, you know what I'm saying? all this was here. <laughs> and all this was here before, you know, I put the outfit on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I was bad before I hopped out the bed and threw the makeup on. You, you know? <laughs> like, I gotta, I, I gotta keep that. I gotta keep it in my heart so that when this shit over, you know, mm-hmm. I can bounce back with the truth. I, I'm glad I never let it go. I'm, I, every time, I'm, I'm glad I didn't let that truth go. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I didn't let it go. I'm glad I never stopped believing that I could get through. I'm glad I never stopped believing that, that God advocated for me. That I had support, that I had love around me, or that the love that I desire <clears throat> exists on the planet. Because I looked in the mirror, dog. Mm. I looked in the mirror. Everything mm. I ever wanted to feel or I want another person to see out of me or, or to experience with me, I wanted to share. I just looked in the mirror one day and I just peeped like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's shit here, bro. Like, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> damn. Like, bro, somebody said something so deep about this is why I advocate for everybody finding their own journey. It's why I push for that, your own journey, your own healing, the self. Because how I view the world with my two eyes look totally, it's totally different from how a chameleon views the world or for how a spider views the world. Mm. All, this, all this extracurricular vision, a totally different lens, like, probably colors that I have not been able to articulate. How the fuck I'm going to tell them, no, that ain't like that. <laughs> no, it's not. No, no. Uh, I can't. I can't. It's, you know, I, 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 I just, I just can't. <laughs> I hope I answered your question. I don't even remember no. what the question was. Listen, you've, listen, you good. <laughs> you, uh, named this podcast for well I stole the name from you yeah. as I have said to every guest on this show 
I don't need to say it to you. Shout out to Akila. Shout out to Akila. <laughs> shout out to you. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to I. Got it. Shout out to I. Right. Now, you know the uh, last question I asked, right? You listen to the podcast. <laughs> what is your corner? Um, how are you going to impact that corner? And I want to add something to it. When it's all said and done, what are they going to say about Akila? Oh, shit, well done. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. Like, <laughs> That's it. That's it, brother. Like, I got, I, I believe it in myself first. Like, if I swear, bro, I swear on everything I love. If the rest of the planet stay blind to my light for the rest of eternity, I'm going to always be blinded by it. Mm. I'm going to see it every day. Mm. Every day. I had to live this shit. Did nobody else have to live this shit with me? Mm. So I'm going to decide what I'm going to do with it. Them cars don't lie. They don't lie. Yeah. Mm-mm. I know. Black women, you you welcome. <laughs> you welcome. <laughs> Top aboard the mothership, goddamn. <laughs> Sis, this has been um, sobering, oh. um, delightful. Oh, thank you. Blessed. Um, I love you dearly. I love you, know? you too. And um, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, bro. Thank you for coming on the show, man. You're welcome. It's been my pleasure. It's been one corner at a time. The motherfucker. <laughs>